1: With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton, it is Thursday, January third, two thousand nineteen, season fourteen, episode number one hundred seven. Welcome to another edition of the Break. We are live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. We're talking Cowboys football today. We're talking Cowboys versus Seattle Seahawks. Big playoff game for this weekend, the Wild Card weekend in the NFL. Uh, Cowboys will play the Seahawks this Sunday. I mean, I'm sorry, this Saturday night. AT&T Stadium Uh, we will spend quite a bit of the show today with Dave giving us his scouting report on the Seattle offense we talked about the defense yesterday I mean sorry we talked about the offense the other day we're gonna talk about defense today how's everybody doing today great yeah awesome let's jump right in let's talk about this injury report Um, there were two guys that did not practice uh, both did not practice on what would have been I guess I'm confused. Okay. It's Friday. On Wednesday, <laughs> what would have been a Thursday um, with uh, David Irving and Xavier Suofilo. Um, are you guys at this point thinking that Xavier Suafilo is unlikely to play due to the fact
2: that he has not practiced this week? At this point, I am, yes, because it's Friday in Cowboys world, at least, and he is not at practice. Jason Garrett also said today that he is not going through the walkthroughs. So he's not even doing – He's not even doing walkthrough just to know what his mental bad. reps. Yeah. That bad. That, to me, suggests that he does not have a very high likelihood of playing in this game. How concerned are you?
3: Very. He's way better than Connor Williams. Yeah, Connor Williams did not play well in that first game against Seattle, and hopefully he's better a you know, better player. But, I mean, it, I don't think it's a coincidence the team started winning once they put him in. I mean, it's not just Cooper. He was a big part of it, and so I think he's a better player. And I would like to see him out there more than Connor Williams. Yep. And you, want, you want to have a few things that are different than that first game because they kind of kicked your ass the first time around. So you want to have some things that are different. This is a noticeable difference to me, and him not being out there is a big deal. Dave will talk a little bit about that defense, but in that last game they
1: were able to hit uh, – they hit Dak ten times, and they, uh, they've sacked him five times. So a defensive front, uh, they had some players. And he some got lucky yeah.
4: with the whole turnover thing. He didn't – Throw an interception, didn't let the ball the ball lose, and that's a big thing with him when it comes to playing. So I'd be interested, and curious to see if he can do that and manage to do that again with more struggles on the O line.
2: We talking, we talking Dak right Dak, now? Dak, yeah. He had he had two turnovers in that Seahawks game. Yep, two interceptions.
4: But I'm talking about like the last game. Oh uh, no,
2: yeah, he's been great at ball security the last two weeks in Seattle. No, not so much. Which we'll get into it. Uh, what has given the Cowboys problems this year? Interior pass rushers, yep. and Seahawks have a good one. So, yep.
3: He uh, fumbled twice in that game against Seattle.
2: Zeke did. Dak oh, just had threw two picks. Yeah.
3: And both of the, the
1: interceptions, volleyball. They were. I mean, yeah. They were. They were kind of free plays a little bit, but yeah. but you know sometimes when you put the ball in the wrong place, that kind of stuff ends up happening. And yeah. certainly on the second one, you can make the argument that he probably shouldn't have made that throw into that particular coverage, but
2: I will say in defense of Connor Williams, I would much rather have a healthy Xavier Suofilo, but he's not healthy. So I think I, I I said that yesterday. I think I'd rather have a 100% healthy Connor Williams than a Xavier Suofilo who, you know, can't put any weight on his foot. And I don't think that's that, that sounds like a recipe for trouble to me. Um, So yeah, I mean, it's definitely concerning, but you know, you gotta make do in, in times like this. I
4: keep thinking, oh, he's gonna play, he's gonna play. They're just gonna wrap the crap out of that ankle and just wrap it and wrap it and wrap <laughs> well, it and the, help it. And throw a, him in there. But wrap you're, the
2: you're, crap out of that ankle. <laughs> you're absolutely right, though. How often do we? I mean, every it's a very it's a common theme on our show. Like he's gonna play. Like yeah. they're you know, shoot it up, wrap it up, shoot right? it up, get him out there. But every now and then you come up against a problem that you you can't do that with and just can't fix it. Can't rule him out a hundred percent. But if he, I mean, he's not even going through walkthroughs. That to me suggests that they are preparing Connor Williams to have to play this game. Because if nothing else, the walkthrough makes sure that mentally you know what you right. need to do,
1: so that when you are healthy, if there's a game time decision, if, you're, if you're ready you're to go. If
2: you're a guy, if you're a guy that can you know tape it up and shoot it up, then then you're probably going through walkthrough. And they're like, all right, you can't practice, but let's make sure you know your assignments. Right. And Right. That's not the case here, so.
1: All right, let's talk about some of the guys that were limited. Dave, yesterday you mentioned Tavon Austin being limited this week. Uh, he also is li- joined by Sean Lee, Zach Martin, Tyron Smith, Tyrone Crawford, and Darian Thompson as guys that are limited. Um, how concerned are you about that from the standpoint of Tavon Austin and, and what you talked about yesterday, him being limited this week when last week he was full?
2: We actually, so I asked Jason Garrett about it today in his press conference. He said, you know, he's coming back. Uh, He came, I I think Garrett said he played 15 snaps. He kind of came out of that, you know, favoring it, trying to, you know, listen to your body type of deal. He was at practice today. He was fielding punts today. He was taking part in things. So I guess that's a good sign. And Jason said they're optimistic about his availability for the weekend. So we'll see. Now, most of the guys on this list of limited are guys that are kind of in a
1: similar boat from the standpoint of they've been hurt. They, they're veteran players. Um, and it made me wonder if this is more just one of those things where it's like, well, we're limiting them because we don't necessarily want to overwork them in practice. They're veteran players, we want them to be ready for game day. That's you take
2: it. Tavon and Thompson are the guys that I'm watching in terms of their availability. Darian Thompson strained his groin in practice yesterday. He wasn't. He was out there, but he wasn't practicing. He was doing rehab. The other guys, I those are all. Those are veteran guys. So it's
1: not the same situation to you, Tavon, as these other guys. No.
2: Zach's going to play. Tyron's going to play. Tyrone's going to play. Yeah. They're, I mean, that's the standard
3: injury procedure. Those guys are playing. I wasn't going to say it's a short week, but those three guys, it hasn't been. Tyrone and, and Tyron and Zach all didn't play. Um, but yeah, I do think the short week is, you know, is something that they're trying to manage as well. I, I do think Tavon and Suefilo are tied together on this. I, I I think that if Filo is going to play and they need more offensive linemen, I think Tavon's a guy that maybe sits. But the fact that he was working on the punt return team as the punt returner on today's practice makes me think he's going to be active for the game. And if
1: Darian Thompson is now limited with with what I guess is a groin injury that just happened,
2: that also gives you if he if he ends up in
3: a is situation where to
2: make a decision. That's I, I he he has been participating, but I could not definitively tell you
3: what he's what he's done. He's special teams. That's what
4: in. I was trying to figure yeah. out just now. I'm like, what? What? If he's I mean, been active, do-
3: if he's been active and he oh, can't yeah. play, yeah, Darian Thompson. Um, I think that that he could be re- released and you put a put, put a, a new guy up, put a, a Lumbo or somebody that that can run down on. Maybe possible. If he is playing and he can't, I mean, I I, I don't think it's like, what if we don't have him for the next game? Like, nah, you'll be fine. Yeah, I would agree with that. But, he, I mean, if they don't, he's a
2: candidate to be inactive for sure.
1: All right, let's go ahead and jump into this uh, This Seattle offense. De- I mean, Seattle defense. you killing me
2: with this I know, today. i all <laughs> off of my
1: days and everything. But uh, let's jump into the Seattle defense. Um, obviously, uh, the one thing that jumped out to me as I was looking back at the previous game to this game, it wasn't really – I don't know that we talked about it enough on this show how dominant their defense was, particularly in the first half. Catch this in the first seven possessions the Cowboys had. Um, Seattle held them to a three and out. Now one of those was an interception on the third play, but five of seven possessions, they had three plays and then they got rid of, the, and then Seattle took over. It's it was a, in my opinion, a, a pretty stifling defensive front uh, or defense uh, that the Cowboys face, and the Cowboys really didn't find any answers to it until the second half, and that was still very
2: marginal. Dave talked us about that that Seattle defense. So well. I'm going to sort of undermine what you just said, but this is just my opinion. Yeah. Um and I don't I don't want to make excuses, but like that the main thing that jumps out to me from that game and I'll throw the Carolina game in there is that it was just like it was offensive execution like unbecoming of the NFL basically. Like it was that it was atrocious and it was so atrocious that I tend to put more of it on the Cowboys for just being bad than the Seahawks for being good. You know what I mean? And I felt the same way about the Carolina game, eight points, 13 points, however many three and outs, what was their third down percentage in those games? Like those were numbers so far below the average of what you see in the NFL that I put more of it on the offense than the defense. Um, And I think that's why you saw this team go out and spend a first round pick on Amari Cooper. They're like, we cannot continue to play this way. Like it's, embarrassing for lack of a better word like that's what this team started out and if you go back and look I know he fumbled twice Ezekiel Elliott ran for 127 yards in that game like it's not like they couldn't get anything going they were just so unbalanced they could not protect Dak he could not throw the ball Uh uh-oh no it
3: was just you asked the question and I have the answer three of 13 third down in that game second worst only to Carolina embarrassing again like just
2: not like you play bad offense sometimes in the NFL that was so bad it's just it just was not professional football at least not the standard that you come to expect from NFL teams. Yeah. You know,
3: weird that last week's was by far the best third down without your your you know, goal line running back. They found a tight end. How much 11 of add? 17 on third down 64%. Yeah. They have been so unbelievably better since
2: they got Cooper. And yes. it's not all it's not all Cooper, but obviously it has a trickle Ups, down yeah. effect. Yeah. Uh so I want to start, you know, I I don't want to take credit away from the Seahawks but I kind of just basically did you did yeah no I did. I mean I'm <laughs> sorry That's. but that, but but just to
1: be clear I don't think you're saying the Seahawks defense isn't good no. you're just saying the Cowboys had as much to do
2: with that poor performance as the Seahawks. absolutely and and not like oh we can't we were shooting ourselves in the foot like no like you didn't have players like straight up, like you couldn't block them you didn't have a receiver that could get open that's Dak's picks were both volleyball, to quote Nick, and that's because nobody could get separation on right. anything yep. in that game. So anyway, um, all of that said, this is a good Seahawks defense. They're not the Legion of Boom. They're middle of the pack statistically, and I think that's you run into a scenario where maybe the stats lie a little bit. Like I I think they're better than, you know, okay, they're sixteenth overall, seventeenth against the pass, eleventh in scoring. Decent. I think they're better than that, um, as evidenced by things like they have the fourth best red zone defense in the NFL. They have a better red zone defense than the Cowboys do, which we've been talking about how good the Cowboys red zone defense is all year. Um, they get KJ. They've got KJ right back, which is a big deal. Uh, uh, they got two lines. You pair him with Bobby Wagner. Uh, right. Missed the first game with a knee injury. He missed the vast majority of the season really, but he's been back for three weeks now. He appears to be playing like the same guy who was pretty good. Um, you've got a 14-sack end in Frank Clark. You have Tyron Smith fits in that first game, uh, just absolute fits. Uh, Jaron Reed is a guy. How do you do you just like – is there a list somewhere on the Internet? It's like these are all the kids in the no NFL. the bros, I'm just saying. All of them? Yeah. Okay, cool. pretty much. Uh, well, he's got 10.5 sacks. Second-round pick out of Alabama. Um, he is a baller. That's, you know, the, the first game was in week three. He hadn't really had a chance to establish himself, but he is well-established. And this, is, this isn't this is the same Seahawks pass rush from years past where they went like eight deep, but those two guys concern me specifically, Reed, because of how much trouble we've seen these, these dominant interior pass rushers give the Cowboys. Um, so... This is that's a huge number too. Ten and a half for interior, Ten and a half for an inside. Now he has guy, played.
1: Which, I know in that game he played outside a
2: little bit because there was one sack that he got up against he's Kyle a, Collins. He's a versatile player. He can yeah. do both, but he's primarily played on the inside. That's and a he's, big number. Gotten a lot of his push from the inside too. Um, the front is really what concerns me here. Actually, something to watch uh, there. Which you know, again, you manage guys in the playoffs. I get that, but basically their entire secondary is on the injury report right now. We'll see what today holds, but Shaquille Griffin, their best corner, and Brad McDougal, their best safety, have not practiced yet this week. Didn't they have a safety earlier this week that was put on IR? I don't know if he was a
1: backup or a special teams guy, but I thought I read. I remember you that mentioning there was a that safety that went on IR? It's not you sure.
4: Keep up with a lot of IR guys. I just noticed it because usually, usually you'll see
1: it on social media, and yeah. then it just kind of pops into my head. But no, I don't, the last time not.
2: we argued about this, I was wrong. <laughs> I'm not. I'm no, not you, making
1: a definitive declaration. You tried to tell me Landon it.
2: Collins was out, and I was like, "No, he's right here on my sheet." <laughs> um, yeah, we don't trust that sheet anymore. All the time. Tedrick Thompson is their de facto starter with with Earl Thomas obviously being long gone. He's out of Colorado. He's on the injury report as well. He's not on injured reserve. He's lim- He's been limited this week in practice. Yeah. So uh, the front impresses me a lot more than the back, which is obviously not the case from previous years that and on any neck what you got nothing oh <laughs> you
3: shaking your head no what is it oh Are you no, like naked, oh my God, there was oh a my reason God. why there was a pause there and i wasn't even going to look up and make eye contact with anyone <laughs> so i thought what dave just said was going to be one of those moments and i was trying to get out of it so i have no idea what you're talking about good you imply you... Keep, no I, I it was good <laughs> i was trying to stay out of it it's my fault the implyer. yes you said it you said it so i was just like oh man the, i don't even want to touch this So I just stayed out of it, and now I am actually. I'll say
4: this. (laughs) Thank you. I'm scared. Like I'm scared of the red zone again. I know the Cowboys uh, had success with uh, Blake Jarwin last weekend, but I'm concerned if they're gonna be whether they're gonna be able to keep this up or not, and actually do it once again in the red zone and with the other guys in. You you got Zeke and all these other tools, and also like using Dak, running the ball, but like you mentioned, what what were they in running defense, in uh, red zone defense?
2: They're allowing a touchdown 49% of the time, which is fourth best in the league. Cowboys are at 51, they're ranked seventh, FYI. And when the Cowboys played them before,
1: Cowboys were 33%. Cowboys only scored a touchdown on one of the three times that they were in the red zone. One time ended up in interception.
2: i
4: I, don't like it at all
2: i think you're at and and hey blake jarwin do it again please because this could be a big week for it it's going to be interesting you know jason garrett loves to say it the seahawks they run you know it's it's chris richard's scheme it's the cover three scheme that has taken the league by storm because it's been so popular in seattle uh you know they're they're famous for like we're just going to play our guy we're going to play man up you know we're not going to follow you all over the place. Although I'll be interested to see if that happens this week because Shaquille Griffin can play all over the field. Do they try to shadow him with uh, Amari Cooper because the rest of their DBs are banged up? Uh, Trey as he is, as he is as well. Yeah, Trey. Well, yeah, he hasn't practiced yet. Trey yeah. Flowers is their other corner. Like they don't they don't have the corner tandem that they're used to having. I don't think. Like the strength of this secondary is their safeties. Certainly, McDougal's having a great season. Obviously, when Earl was there, it was better. But so I wonder if they try to adjust that to recognize the fact that they are injured, that maybe they can't just play their man straight up the way they would prefer. Also you bring KJ right back into this thing with, um, with Bobby Wagner. And now you've got two really good linebackers who can do a little bit of everything. It's obviously going to make things tough in the running game, but the short passing game too, you know, you try to check down, which Dak loves to do with Zeke. You're probably going to have two guys, right there. And same thing for the tight ends. I I hope Blake Jarwin can find some similar success cuz I think it's going to be tougher against these guys. I would think though that this
1: Cowboys offense with Amari Cooper is better suited to be able to defeat a single safety high type team where the corners aren't across the board significantly better because one thing we know about this offense over the last month, two months of the season this is in an offense that's starting to find its way when it comes to hitting some of those deep balls downfield when you got a single man downfield and there's one safety back he's having to choose which side he's going to go to and he's going to have to make the right read on the quarterback to be able to know where he's going i think you can the cowboys will have some opportunities i also like the opportunity of amari cooper facing man a lot if he's facing man coverage I don't care who it is even if it's it's Griffin I, I think that he is good enough where he's going to make some plays I think they're much better suited to take advantage of that than they were the first time around
2: 100 percent, and that's straight up I mean like that's why they couldn't do anything like they could not right. they could not beat what the Seahawks wanted to do they could not force them to adjust which is one why I wonder Okay, how are the Seahawks gonna handle this? Are they really are they gonna trust themselves to do that against Cooper? Maybe they will play more zone than we're used to seeing. Uh and on top of that, the other thing, at the end of the day, I don't really care because that's why you brought Amari Cooper here in the first place, is he's he's gonna have to make some plays. This yes. I don't think I don't think you can win this game with Amari Cooper having four catches for thirty yards. And really? I mean, unless somebody else really steps up really steps up though like no i don't think i mean
1: i, I think the way i look at that is if amari cooper forces seattle to pay more attention to him that creates opportunities for other guys that's how you would win it but it has to be those I mean, other guys stepping up
0: Beasley yeah i think it
1: it has to be other guys stepping up if he doesn't somebody is going to have to step up and do something greater than what they they typically do it could be amari but if they say we're going to take amari away somebody else is going to have to be the
2: benefactor of that and guess my point you're right, but I don't trust Blake Jarwin or Michael Gallup to blow or Cole. to blow up against this team on this yeah. stage. Like I mean, that's one thing against the Giants. Yeah. I haven't seen it on a consistent enough basis.
3: I- I don't think you can take away Zeke and uh, Mari Cooper. And if you do, then you're that's, not a good team. That's the hope. You're just not a good offense. You're not, you don't have a good coordinator. You don't have a good quarterback. You don't have a good system. If you're, if you get to the playoffs and you allow that a team to take away your running game and your best receiver, Especially when they're when they're fourth overall picks and they're and they're supposed to be catalytic players like they are. I would agree with that. I I, I don't think that you can take away both. I will say this though it that's that
1: would be if you're a Seattle that would be the beauty of playing single safety high. That means you got that extra safety down in the box that you can use to be able to help against the run and you can shade your safety the safety that's deep. You can shade him to Amari's side to hopefully keep him in check. That's my point though. If you do that. Then it's up to the Cowboys to figure out now if they're going to play that way. Yeah. How much can Beasley Beasley beat can you in get single up. coverage? Yeah. How much yeah. can Cooper beat you in man coverage? How much can Dak because they're playing man coverage now take some of those runs because everybody is preoccupied with the guy that they're hold that they're trying to that they're yeah. trying to keep up with? How much can he turn that into a 15, 20 yard run downfield scramble? Right, that's where I think that again, if the Cowboys if everything works out for the Cowboys playing against this kind of defense, I think they can actually do something yeah, against do this too. type of defense. Yeah.
2: I'm uh, I'm fascinated to see how this running battle shakes out cuz we already I mean Wagner's Wagner and and KJ Wrights back and he appears to be playing like his old self. Uh and we talked about their defensive line. It seems like they should be well equipped to limit the the Dallas run game, but they are giving up 113 yards per game, which is so-so. And we've already seen Zeke actually, like, he had a really good day against this team if he doesn't turn the ball over, if he doesn't step out of bounds. Yeah. Uh, it was a
1: mentally weird day for him. Like yeah, It just crazy. seemed like he was no, mentally was, off that it day. It
2: was a game unlike any we've ever seen from him before. Yeah. Like, he just, he he put balls on the deck way, like tw- twice as often as he normally does. He stepped out of bounds on what would have been a touchdown. I've... Completely forgot about that until we started getting into this thing this week. That yeah, it was weird. I think after that game, Nick phrased it as like he played his best game and his worst game at the same time. Yeah, like it was one of his it's worst true. games as a pro, in which he also really had a nice outing. So we've seen him do it before. Can he do it again? I mean, I, it's simplistic. Hey, but he that, has
4: legs. Are rested up?
2: It all it all yeah. comes down to that for He's me. Rested so, up. Yep. All right. Uh, You you know Dak is averaging 274 yards per game since Cooper got here? 274? 274. Not bad. Receiver makes a difference. Not bad, right? But... The receiver matters. The catcher matters. I don't think he's throwing... He's not throwing... the Stop. (laughs) He's not throwing the Cowboys to a win on this defense, I don't think. And they're they're not this juggernaut, but they've been here before. And, like, a lot of those guys are gone, but a lot of them are still here. I mean, Wagner and Wright were there for the whole thing. Like, they get it. So, I think... Seek needs to be there. All right, we're
1: going to take our first break. When we come back, I have a list of things that happened in that game, just observations from the first game. And what I want to do is I'm going to go through the list, and I want you guys to tell me, number one, if you think they will be the same or different, and how much you think they matter. We'll talk about that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. If you're like me
4: and you love, I mean, if you have a
0: With the live sports you love. Try Direct TV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit directTVNow.com. DirecTV Now, more for your thing. That's our thing. Use code RealDeal, limited time price for a little, little package. After three months, we use monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 unless canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply.
5: You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on command? That's right. News and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you- you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk ex-
0: When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeerdealer.com slash
1: football. Back to the break. Welcome back. This is the second segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Talking Cowboys and Seahawks. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to go through a list of observations from the first matchup in week three versus the, Cow- the Cowboys versus the Seahawks. Um, and some of them, it's pretty apparent there will be a difference. Um, but I want you to just tell me uh, if there is a difference, how much you think that difference will matter, or if it's not going to be a difference, and so you don't think it's going to make much of a difference. All right. So let's start with the first one. Uh, in that game, as Dave alluded to, the passing game for the Cowboys was very, was really not that good. Of course, Amari Cooper was not a part of the team. Prescott went 19-34. completion rate, 168 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions – um, and then a fifty four point five quarterback rating. And by the way, that touchdown
2: was a freaking
1: handoff. <laughs> it was basically what it was. Was it was a it was what actually one of our callers mentioned this a couple weeks ago. He talked about how in the red zone maybe the Cowboys should think about a shovel pass yeah. to Tavon. That's exactly what it was in that game. That was their only touchdown. Was a shovel pass to Tavon. I think they were at the three. I want to say, Showed and he gets into the end zone.
2: Exactly what Tavon could. Theoretically, bring to this offense not what he has brought to this offense. It's actually the only touchdown the Dallas Cowboys have scored against the Seattle Seahawks in the last three meetings. Wow! So didn't just, know that. That's they did not score a touchdown last year. Uh, field goal fest, Des drop fest, ugly, 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 and then 2015 four field goals. Greg Hardy picked off Russell Wilson. Yep, terrible, terrible game.
1: So much. So, how much of a difference do you think
3: Amari Cooper makes in this game? A, a big difference. I mean, go, go. I'm looking at the snap count for the receivers in the first game, and, I mean, Alan Hearns had 41 snaps. Last week he only had 10 against the Giants, and he did have a nice catch. Right. But only, you know, and Deontay Thompson, remember him? 28. Ooh. Terrence Williams, 10. And guys that, that aren't doing anything, they're not playing any kind of football. Uh, Hearns sort of is, but but those three guys right there, wow. I'm just, he's not playing. He had ten snaps. I'm just saying that's how big yeah. difference it is. Michael Gallup, to
1: just from me, the standpoint it, of how they they literally, they have shrunk this yeah. this rotation at the
2: wide receiver. Not base. trying
1: to Mrs. Throw, yeah,
2: exactly. Shout <laughs> out Mrs. Hearns, but I love that Kurt is a drop.
3: Mrs. Hearns?
2: They so <laughs> literally question mark. Like, <laughs> they started the season with receivers that they have gotten rid of or down. Literally, for, you know, quite literally. Like yeah. they were like, we can, just, these guys can start. And then by week six, it was like, these guys can't start. Right. And so that's where these we are. These guys don't even need to be here. That's where, that's where we are right so, now. So,
3: so I, I think that Cooper not only is, is a difference maker on offense. We've seen that. I think Michael Gallup is a different receiver as yeah. well. I think the combination of those two guys and the um, subtraction, subtraction of one Earl Thomas It makes that whole passing game
1: going down the list.
2: Oh, I think it will make it makes a difference because he is a wide receiver that can definitely get open, or is so good that he demands double teams that should theoretically help other guys get open. And he's just
4: solidified that on your list
3: is Earl Thomas
1: (laughs) (laughs) not being on the team, actually on the list?
3: Okay, what were you gonna say? No, I just
4: said that it. Cooper just solidified the whole wide receiver position. Like they mentioned just now, back then, that's when the Cowboys still had a whole mess with the wide receiver. They didn't know what they were doing, just rotating everyone out. And that that was a problem because you don't really, by not giving so many opportunities to uh, one guy, they don't really have the chance to kind of light up and get going. So it changes everything not only for Cooper, but for the other wide receivers as well.
3: Okay. So, Does anyone else see uh, the name or hear the name Cooper and just think Cooper Rush?
4: I used to, not anymore. No, I, I need to like
3: Amari, even a little
1: bit Jonathan Cooper. That's who I think of.
4: Oh.
3: No, I like Jonathan Seriously. Cooper. Yeah, from Wednesday. Amari Cooper. I mean, it,
2: you don't walk through. The, I I got to catch a flight later today and i'm going to walk through dfw airport
3: and there's not going to be a ton of cooper rush jerseys hanging in the stores there's gonna be a ton of amari cooper jerseys not my point i'm not saying who's more significant i'm just saying i still think of when i hear cooper i don't think of amari Amari? because they say it most of the time you just say it as one amari cooper amari cooper but i just think cooper i'm thinking cooper rush Mm. or jonathan cooper Winnie Cooper. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. All
1: right, so Nick, you did mention Earl Thomas. So let's flip over to Earl Thomas. And yes, obviously Earl Thomas makes a difference. My question would be, though, and goes back to what Dave was saying earlier in the show, the secondary is not the strength of this defense. They've been doing it this year mainly with the fact that they have a good pass rush. They've got good uh, guys down in the trenches, and their linebackers are really good. That being said, how much is a difference – does he make in a defense where that's
3: not really the best of what okay. they do? Okay, uh, here's, here's what, to me, the difference will be. Dak, for some reason, is extremely lucky with defensive backs and linebackers who can't catch his, his passes. I mean, there, there should have been at least four or five more interceptions, three or four more pick sixes this year because he's thrown it right to people bad reads and he's been lucky in the sense that they've dropped it very true and earl thomas didn't earl thomas caught one off a shoelace earl thomas caught ball that was deflected four times by jarwin Hmm. so um he's not there to to catch those passes which other people seem to not not catch which i'm it is a valid question. I'm not trying to make fun of you, Derek. But
2: like, yeah, it's gonna make a difference that a generational talent is not in Seattle's secondary. Yes, I think that's fair to say.
1: My question though was how much of a difference? Is this a situation where you years. think
2: it well, I'm just
1: saying, do you think that this is a, a defense that goes from being one that you just say, Hey, I don't know that we can really pass very effect, can expect to pass effectively against with him back there to one that I think we got
3: opportunities when he's I bet you their record is better without him. That's my point. Two, How much right? of a difference? I know that he makes a difference. We all agree with that. Like we all, way all way agree that, he's, after, that
1: he makes probably, a difference yeah. for their team. But their defense has played well yeah. without him most of the year.
2: That's No, and they're still a good defense. And uh, that was the point I made is right. I, Dak Prescott is not passing them to a victory, I don't think. Like, you're going to need balance. You're going to need the run game. So... A difference, but just, you know, they they have not fallen apart without him. But still a difference.
1: Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about Zeke Elliott. In that game, they obviously ran the ball significantly well. Uh, Zeke had 16 carries, for 127 yards, 7.9 average. Did have the mistakes. Do you think that we would see a different, Zach, a different Zeke this week? Do you think that with the addition of a guy like K.J. Wright, maybe the running game isn't as effective as it was
3: when they were in Seattle? I think you've got a better chance to have a— um, a more focused uh, Ezekiel Elliott than he was in that game. And we're not talking like he was, in, you know, Space Mountain here. I mean, just he stepped, his foot stepped out of bounds. I mean, you know, they, he doesn't normally make a play like that. And he normally doesn't fumble either. You know, he, he they had a chance to score another field goal or touchdown there in, on that drive. So I think he he will just be a better player than he was. And he was pretty good that day. I agree with you
2: the combination of, probably connor williams at left guard and then kj Wright also being there worries me it definitely worries me and that's why i think it's gonna be
3: i think that's like the story but, of the game but more connor i mean was playing in that game and again I'm, I'm all for suafilo trying to that's a really good we'll just read this thing out and it play but uh I no you're th- right connor was in there they ran for 127 yards there's absolutely- i think he's better
2: he, he yeah was no, week three. i would hope i would hope every player is better in week 18 than they were in week three, especially a rookie. Um, that's it's still yeah, that's going to be and the other thing too. Remember that was that up until Indy, that was their biggest deficit of the season. And you, your running back's not going to factor as much in the fourth quarter when you're down 24 to six. Right. So
4: here's the thing: hopefully though. they
2: don't let that happen, and Zeke can have a role in the second half.
4: Zeke almost always has a good game. Like some are more noticeable than others. Some it's just one of those that. They, they stop him in a few yards, but then at the end of the game, those yards just all add up, and it's still a good game for Zeke. So as far as him, and especially after being rested, and he, the energy is there, the focus is there. So I have no doubt that he's going to be good, and he's going to be able to do something for you. Whatever that is, he's going to do something.
2: In like 20—it's it, a great point—in 29 NFL cities— Eighty-five yards is like, at a boy, way to go! And here, Pittsburgh, when Bell is there, and probably L.A. Amps, yeah. It's like eighty-five. That's that's that all you, did you had. It. Yeah, you
1: didn't get a hundred. That day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, let's we'll take our final break. We'll come back. I have about four other things that were observations from the original, well, or the first meeting between these teams this year. We'll talk about those when we come back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. While a player can look good on paper, it's
0: when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash
5: football.
1: Back to the break. Final segment of the break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Nick, tell us a little bit about Tommy John.
3: Well, every day, I'll tell you this. Every day, in, uh, Jason Garrett brings a certain player up to the front of the line to do, like, the final five uh uh, jumping jacks, you know, it's like, this is the guy. And this is the last practice before this first game. And who did he bring up?
2: Dak Prescott.
3: So I'm going to go with script number four as well. Okay. And also because it says crunch time is when you've got to stay cool. I think this that is be Dak. crunch It fits time. Dak. And this is when he's got to stay cool. It's definitely crunch time. Nobody keeps their cool better under pressure than Tommy John. Tommy John underwear is the best. It's got the best fabric. It's got the most, uh, uh, comfort no adjustment needed tommy john shop exclusive cowboys underwear at tommyjohn.com forward slash cowboys get 20 off your first order and when it's time to be crunch time stay cool with dak and tommy john and the Cowboys.
2: fourth quarter rolls around it's a three-point game you maybe got two possessions left and it's the tommy difference john. between tommy legends john. and goats tommy like tommy you're not going to want to have to worry about your underwear that's oh. all i'm saying nope you need to stay cool and under pressure, right? I am packing Tommy John for Saturday, no doubt. Cowboys, packing. Cowboys well, down the that's, Well, that's well I'm bringing a game, I'm bringing an outfit just in case I get delayed, you know? I'm thinking ahead. Smart.
3: Yeah. So Cowboys uh the one with the says Cowboys down no, that leg? No, no, no. You ever wear that one? if it's like laundry day and there's you feel, nothing left? You feel I feel dumb wearing it. Makes me feel a
2: little too
4: Who's gonna see? it? That's dumb. Like, who's gonna see it?
2: Well, okay. Well, that's no. I mean, somebody will see it. Yeah. Actually, the other day I I
1: had them on, and my wife was like, "Feeling like a fan today, huh?" Yeah. She hadn't. She hadn't seen. She's like, "Really?" I was like, "Well, that's." I just got them. I got them. Yeah, I got them for free. But okay. Yeah, I get it. So
2: yeah,
3: yeah, can be a little bit. Be
4: proud. Be proud of wearing cowboys on you, and especially that area. Yeah. Well. Just saying.
3: I wear them shorts. (laughs) (laughs) You wear them shorts. Oh, go get the mail. Bam. (laughs) Okay. Interesting neighborhood. (laughs)
1: All right. Let's get back into this. I had some more observations from the game. I want you guys to tell me how much of a difference, or how much you think they will be different, and how much of a difference they would make in this game. Zeke in that game only had three catches for eleven yards. And one thing that you would notice on the second half of the year, Cowboys have been very much have been a lot more intentional about getting him involved in the passing game. Do you think that will be a difference this week, and how much of a difference does it make in the Cowboys being able to win?
3: Well, he was very involved. He actually could have had a lot more involvement there yeah. if he wouldn't have stepped out of bounds. That true, was a catch. True. Very true. What, 30 and he
1: actually had eight targets in that game. They just weren't connecting
2: for yeah, whatever. That's,
3: you know what? I'm going to go look at that. Stat-
2: that if it's hard to think about now. The dude basically has 80 catches. But like we talked about, he was not part of the passing game. And right. when he was, it was one yard in front of the line of scrimmage with his back turned. And for the record, I still think they could utilize him more creatively as a receiver. Field. down the field but it's hard to argue with the results yeah he's a check down machine but he turns those check downs into four six eight ten yards and yeah i think he's gonna i think it's definitely gonna be a role because dak is probably gonna have to check it down he's gonna need safe places to throw the ball um the, but bi- the
4: cowboys have, have kind of lowered it down as far as passing game and his involvement Later in the season, no,
3: no. I'm I about like to give you a stat be... that you're not going to like. Hit. Right, give me a stat. Hit me. All right. Before Cooper got here, 25 catches for Zeke. I don't really have the targets here, but what? 25 catches, and then since then, in the in the last eight games, 52 catches. So double, really? since in the last. And yeah, I mean, down the stretch, th- these are the last eight games, just in catches: five, seven, twelve, six, five, seven, six, four. That's all with Cooper there. So.
4: Why does it feel like it's gone down, though? It doesn't. It doesn't like does to, like to me.
3: It feels like to they're me, actually using him a lot more me, in the passing game. That I don't know.
4: To, I, I, well. to me, it felt like at the beginning of the season, they were using him a lot more. Maybe there were more mistakes, and maybe that's why I noticed it a lot more. Well,
2: another now. theory I would suggest is I think it's definitely fair to say he made more big plays in the passing game in the first half of the season. Detroit comes to mind. Uh, he scored on a screen against who was who would that have been
3: a, a the touchdown t- He hit touchdown against detroit a touchdown against at at philly and a touchdown these are catches you're talking about catches? yeah, yeah, yeah touchdown yeah. at philly and then new orleans he's he caught
2: the yeah so pitch. well no so that's not even completely true i it it felt he had big plays he hasn't made as many big plays since thanksgiving in my opinion meaning like touchdowns yeah, yeah. or 30 yard yeah. gains but that's true that's but go look at atlanta i don't think he had a reception over nine yards in that game but he just was consistently there consistently moving the chains and it might not be pretty but it's
3: certainly important What's that you point out, I was just pointing out that he had a 34 yarder against Atlanta, but I kind of wanted Dave to just go with it. Yeah, oh, Sorry. he
2: got down near the goal line, right? Either
3: most of how I don't many, remember a 34 yard catch.
2: How many, yeah, he, he it was a screen and he took it oh, down yeah. into the red zone, and they yeah, probably yeah. didn't score if I they did it because Beasley dropped it. Yeah. You're right,
3: first drive of the
2: game. Oh, yeah, how many catches did he have in that game? Seven for
3: 79.
2: Yeah, so. that's what I'm saying. Like, that's
1: what they were doing in the latter part of the year when they were actually having a yeah. lot of success in that little mm-hmm. winning streak. I thought they got him very much involved in the passing game, and he was making a difference. And that's what i have been waiting for since, obviously, I mean, really since the time that they drafted him. Because when they drafted him, that's one of the benefits. Yeah. Actually, to you,
2: him. I do. Well, I don't have his. I don't have his target tallies from September, but I know over the second half of the or no month of December, he's second behind Cooper on the team in targets. Yep. You know who's third? Jarwin, Blake
3: yep. Jarwin in targets. 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 How about that? You know what? Jar- How about them apples. Jarwin's, um, Jarwin's stats look a lot like Jason Witten's rookie year. He ha- he caught 35 passes his rookie year, and I believe, all, all I believe 28 or We've of them. he have been
4: making a lot of comparison between those two all lately. Fame.
2: Did he break his jaw at any point? Not yet. Know, oh, God. Not Jarwin. I'm <laughs> not, trying to, not trying to Old hurt Jacket Jarwin. Does that work? Gold no.
1: jacket, Jarwin. Oh,
3: gold Lake jacket. Yeah. Gold Is, jacket, Blake.
4: Are, we're there yet? Seriously? No. <laughs> Stop it. We're off <laughs> the nose. No,
3: no. You can't compare Witten and Jarwin. Stop no, Because Witten, it. number one, never had three touchdowns in a game. And number right, two, he's the exactly. one player of the week. Exactly. Oh, my Get out of here. Just
2: over here slandering one of <laughs> yeah. the greatest players wow. in the franchise. All right.
1: History. I, we're almost at the end of the show, Bye. but I did
2: want to at least get this one in.
1: Obviously, that last he's, game. It's
4: just Butter why <laughs> because of something that jason did to him i won't oh, say it on air no, no. but he's just bought I, her I'm, I'm just, he's bought uh, her with jason witten because we, of something he did i like it By her I, we have oh <laughs> yeah. see
2: actually y'all have another show tomorrow i don't that's why i'm like we need to talk about the game but y'all are like it is, oh, are you sorry. gonna do
3: a prediction now you No, no call no no in? i'll
2: just i'll text y'all my prediction tomorrow okay So
3: notice he's not gonna call in.
2: Yeah, no, no. Four sheets. Not no, not at eleven thirty tomorrow morning. I'll probably be hungover
3: if Uh I had to guess. That's twice this week, man. What can I say? Not it's healthy. this whole side of the table. It's no. the youth these yeah, they, yeah. the youth people, these kids of the day. Lush right. puppies over we're there. We're gonna go ahead and end the
1: show. Tomorrow we will get to that final question of how much the, the venue matters last time they were in Seattle. It
2: matters a lot. Time, <laughs> the Seahawks haven't beaten somebody with a winning record all year on the road. There you go. Thanks, Dave. Cowboys only loss at home is to a team with a winning record if that almost made the playoffs. If you want to be
3: on the show tomorrow, I'm don't go tra- out of town. I'm
2: just trying to fit as much stuff. I like in how you finish Jeff Sanders uh <laughs> it's important. The Seahawks aren't as good on the road. They lost to the 49ers on the road two weeks ago. Oh. 4 and 12 San Francisco. Oh. All right. It's important. We
1: appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow for Nick Keatman, Dave Helman, and Amber Garcia. I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break live on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!